Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 13, The Suicide Squad Review. over the both south, east, and west. My name is Hyper 75, and I'm glad you decided to join me for another episode of Film Focus. And today, today is the day I've been looking forward to for a long ass time. We are talking about Suicide Squad, the next major film from Warner Brothers and DC in an attempt to go about and potentially sort of course correct the uh, audience perspective on the DC expanded universe. Because, let's face it, Man of Steel wasn't universally loved, and neither was Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice. So, Warner Brothers and DC really needed a win for Suicide Squad, and I will be the first to tell you that Suicide Squad was one of my most anticipated films of 2016, no doubt. Ever since the first Comic-Con trailer got brought online after it leaked, I was all over that film, I was excited for it. Just the combination of David Ayer as the director and the cast and the overall marketing it made me believe so badly that this film was going to be badass and I wanted this film so much I mean it was in my top 10 of the most anticipated of 2016 maybe in my top 5 and if it wasn't in my top 5 it should have been anyway I've been waiting for this film for ages and ages and ages more so after Batman vs Superman you know sort of disappointed me and I just wanted this film to be good I really did and so then the negative reviews started to show up for this film and while you know I was just a little bit more wary of the film I was like you know what I'm not actually going to read or watch any of these reviews I'm just going to go into this film clean and see how it goes and so I saw the film around an hour ago I got back home and here's the thing Suicide Squad it's not bad but it isn't amazing either. I wanted to love this film so bad. And in the end, it's alright. But I wanted more than I. But you know, I will discuss my thoughts about this film further. So sit down if you're not sitting down already and uh, we'll discuss this thing. So let's start with that story, shall we? The story of Suicide Squad can be described as the following. We have Amanda Waller, this very powerful, ruthless, and smart lady who works as part of a secret government agency. And she wants to recruit a group of dangerous, imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions and save the world from a dangerous threat in exchange for some leeway on their prison time. And that is the gist of the Suicide Squad story without going into the area spoilers. Now, here's the thing. The Suicide Squad happened to have pretty interesting material shown in their trailers, but they never really gave you a, you know, clear idea of what the overall plot would be. And while I don't need the plot of a film to be shown to me in a trailer, obviously I want to learn stuff as they come in the actual film itself. This film 
never really gave you a clear idea as to what the overall story would be. It was sort of wrapped around in mystery. And the overall story just felt a little meh. The problems began with the fact that I felt like there was a, a few too many moving parts. And it's not that these moving parts were hard to follow. More so that there were just a good few subplots and sideplots in there that I didn't expect to see. And it felt like they could have either been shortened or just gotten rid of altogether. And possibly because of the subplots and side stories. The film felt a little off in terms of its flow. There wasn't a proper sense of flow from beginning to end. There were some pacing issues and some oddly cut together scenes and some segments of the film just didn't come together in the way in which I thought would work or just in an enjoyable fashion. And it's strange, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there was just a few things in this story that just felt off. I felt like there were certain details missing or certain things that were glossed over. And there were certain details in the story that was genuinely interesting, but it was just bogged down with all these other sort of minor or major details that just just didn't come together in a very nice manner. And finally, I was hoping this film would feel a little smaller in scale. And while it is when compared to some of the other comic book films that have come out in recent years, at the same time, it feels like a small film that's trying to be a much bigger film. And that was an unnecessary element. It felt like this film was reaching for a grander scale than it necessarily needed. So by the end of the story, I was like, it's all right, but again, it just felt a little muddled and if they had just streamlined a lot of things and then changed a few things in terms of like you know certain character elements and the main villain then I think it would have turned out a lot better but then that's just me. Now let's move on to that cast. Outside of the concept of just seeing the Suicide Squad I think it was the cast that mainly attracted me to this film and you have so many wonderful people in this film. Some people that you've known for a little while, some up and comers, and some people that are just really hot in the world of cinema today, and it's great, but here's the thing, they're not all utilised. This film has an ensemble cast, and the film sort of fluctuates in terms of how much screen time and character development all of them get. This film definitely leans towards a lot of key characters, and then just below that you have other characters that are relevant to the plot and have you know moments to shine and just below that you have everyone else that's delegated to you know either some scene stealing moments or just there to have like you know was it a moment in the sun and that's it and it troubled me that not all of the members of the Suicide Squad team you know had relevance or had their moments to shine it just didn't feel like a, a very well balanced group of individuals that got, you know, screen time and character development. But yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so let's start with the heavy hitters in this film, which are Will Smith as Deadshot, Jared Leto as the Joker, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, and Amanda Waller, who's played by Viola Davis. Now, of those five people I just mentioned, the key people that get the most screen time, most character development, and most interesting parts in the film go to Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, and Viola Davis. 
those guys I felt had the most compelling, engaging, and relevant aspects to the overall story, and I got the most enjoyment out of those characters. So let's start with Will Smith. Now, I really liked it. This has been my favorite Will Smith performance for so many years. It allows him to have that same level of charisma, charm, and, you know, commanding presence that we know that he has, but it also allows him to act a little bit more than he has in some of his more recent roles. Allows him to be a little bit darker, a little bit dirtier, um, a little bit more serious. And Deadshot is a very compelling character. He had a lot of interesting backstory and a lot of, you know, cool reasons for doing what he does. I just like his attitude and his sense of humor and he was great, but I do feel like he got a ridiculous amount of screen time and I'm not sure if it was just because the uh, film was just trying to cater to you know Will Smith but it definitely felt like he had a lot more screen time a lot more character development and just a lot more you know given in this film as, com as compared to a lot of these other characters and that kind of sucked because I feel like some of his scenes could have just been like you know is it removed for some of these other people but if you're a big fan of Deadshot and Will Smith, you'll be pleased. And it's not like I didn't like his material. I just felt like a little bit of his screen time could have been given to some other people. Next up, who I really liked was Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. For those who don't know, Harley Quinn is one of my favorite characters in comics ever. Um, obviously, she was introduced in Batman the Anime Series, where I love her forever, forever. Harley Quinn, I was interested to see what they were going to do with this new version of the character. And while, like, you know, was it... I have my version of Harley Quinn, which I like. I'm always interested to see what, like, you know, was it other adaptation could do. And Margot Robbie, she captured the key qualities of what makes Harley Quinn so enjoyable. That sense of playfulness. Slightly sexy, but crazy. And this one's a little bit more wilder, a little bit more crazier than some of the Harley Quinn adaptations that I've seen. But Robbie did a great job, and obviously it has to be said. Margot Robbie was hot as hell in that Harley Quinn outfit. But at the same time, one of my issues with Harley Quinn in this film is that, like, her uniform is... It felt overly sexualized just for the sake of it. And obviously, Harley Quinn, she's looked pretty, like, you know, was it sexualized in some of her material, whether you're talking comics or other adaptations beforehand. But I felt like it was just a little bit overdone just for the sake of eye candy. And, you know... It's unnecessary. It felt unnecessary. And Harley Quinn as a character overall, she was decent, but I don't know. There was a few things about her backstory and the way in which she fit into the overall plot that didn't gel well with me. But overall, she had a great sense of chemistry with a lot of the other characters. And she's, again, one of the highlights of the film. Then you have Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, who I think might be my favorite character in the entire film as... Viola Davis had this wonderful sense of seriousness, firmness. She had a commanding presence and she was definitely a person that you didn't want to mess with. Viola Davis, I loved her in so many other films and she definitely brings that acting talent to this character. And Davis just brought this sense of oomph to the character that felt very in line with the combat source material and... I bought her performance. It was really good. And Joel Kinnaman, who was, who's an actor I just, you know, he's alright in films, but I've never really liked. I think this might be my favourite, you know, film he's been in. That's not really saying much, because Rick Flagg isn't really that 
great of a character, but for the materials given in the film, it was pretty decent. He was on the better end of the spectrum of people in this film. And then, of course, we have Jared Leto with the Joker. Now, I'm going to keep things short with the Joker because I could talk for days about this interpretation of the character, but, you know, I don't have that kind of time. So, Jared Leto's Joker, it fluctuated between being kind of cool, kind of decent, to being just there and meh. The problem with the Joker is that the way in which he's introduced and his overall part in the film just wasn't that big or that relevant you could take him out of this film and i feel like the film would be better for it his appearance felt like more of an extended cameo than an actual relevant part of the film and leto's performance as the joker was all right but it just didn't happen to have any of that magnetism that crazy that darkness that sort of psychotic or playfulness that either Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, or Mark Hamill was able to bring to the role beforehand. And yeah, it just felt a little wasted, so yeah. Joker, meh, you know. There's also a cameo from two characters, actually. One is just there, and it's kind of cool if you're interested, but the other one is from a certain Batman, and it's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailers, but yeah. Ben Affleck shows up as Batman, and it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it sort of felt, I wouldn't say out of place, just a little, again, there. But at the same time, it's again, it's Batman. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. All right, now, now let's move on to that lower tier of characters that showed up in this film, starting with Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, who was all right. This is probably like my favorite Jai Courtney performance for a while. He was really crazy, quirky, and had a lot of, you know, scene-stealing moments and dialogue, and he was just fun. He was really fun. But next, to the characters that I mentioned above just didn't have that kind of, you know, additional screen time or character development that would make you like him more. You also have Jay Hernandez, who is actually really cool as El Diablo. I didn't expect to like him this much, and I didn't expect him to have as much screen time or relevance to the story as he did, but he was great. I really liked him. And of the, you know, sort of minor, lower-tier characters, he was probably my favorite. Um, it's also the guy that played Killer Croc, whose name I just cannot pronounce. And he sort of falls into the slightly lower end of like uh the characters in the suicide squad um he has a few lines of dialogue and not as much screen time or as relevant as much relevance as everybody else so he he's all right but i wish they'd done so much more with him and i wish that his body was bigger cara delavine as enchantress she was pretty interesting had more presence in the film than i thought she would but overall i feel like it was a questionable performance and a questionable use of the character where it, again, fluctuated between being kind of cool to being a little strange and uh, out of place. But maybe that's just me. And then there's everyone else in the film after that where they were either just all right or not very memorable. Um, the use of common was wasted. David Harbour was nice to see him in the film but he didn't do much scott eastwood's character was teased a lot for a while before the film started and you know his character wasn't that relevant to the film he was all right 
But the main offender, the main offender is Karen Fukuhara as Katana. I was looking forward to seeing what this girl would bring to the film and while she certainly has some interesting backstory and cool moments with her sword fighting and you know some interaction with the characters, she was extremely wasted. It felt like another situation like um, X-Men Apocalypse when they were making a big deal about Jubilee being in the film and she was relegated to like a few minutes of footage. While this film doesn't make that same offense to that degree, at the same time I'm just like, come on Katana, she's a really cool person. And it again annoys me because this is another Asian character who has a pretty big presence in the comics who's just delegated to, you know, not really that much of a big role in it. And it bugged me. Again, in the film, when you see it, you'll see why she's sort of in the role that she is, but I feel like they could have done so much more, and it frustrates me to high heavens. Everybody else was either just there or a little forgettable, so there you go. Now let's talk about that presentation. One of the key things that I look forward to in a comic book adaptation, regardless of how big or small in scale it is, is the presentation, visually and audioly. And this film just wasn't up to scratch in my opinion. Visually, this film has some interesting elements in terms of some of the action sequences, the use of CGI, and some of the cinematography. But overall, the presentation visually just was a bit ugh. I don't know whose idea it was to frame some of these scenes in the way in which they were but some of the action sequences and some of the lighting was horrible and some of the editing during these fight sequences just felt a little off lazy and not as kinetic as it should have been some of the action scenes were just shot really strangely again it was pretty dark there was some odd lightings there was some odd choice in editing and the cgi sort of like you know very between being pretty decent to pretty pants looking with some of it not looking that realistic lacking in sharpness and just visually the film just wasn't as impressive as I'd hoped it would be and soundtrack by Stephen Price at least I believe that's his name yeah Stephen Price the film score was just there didn't add anything to the film at all didn't have any emotional dramatic weight didn't really energize anything that was happening on screen and in terms of the use of music in this film, this film has a pretty big selection of music that they pluck from to insert during certain action sequences, certain, you know, scenes in the film in general. And this film almost felt like a music video for a little while with the amount of songs that got inserted into it. And I found it more distracting than enjoyable. While I'm not against the use of, like, you know, popular music in films, I feel like it should be used sparingly rather than, you know, just thrown in. And this film felt like it just threw it in everywhere. And I'm like, come on, guys, just use, you know, your film score or just go silent. There's not a need for this much music input in this film. But maybe that's just me. And so we come to the conclusion. Suicide Squad. As I said, sort of towards the beginning, it's not a bad film. There were generally moments that I enjoyed with some of the character interactions, some of the cast, and some of the story elements, and some of the action moments. But overall, there wasn't this overall sense of engagement, satisfaction, 
And, you know, that feeling when you finish a film and you're just like, yo, I want to go back and see that again. I wanted to stand on the highest roof and say, yo, DC got it right this time. This is, you know, foreshadowing for the great stuff to come in 2017 with Wonder Woman and Justice League. You don't have to look forward to those. Suicide Squad is where it's at right now. But I can't say that because I would be lying. Suicide Squad was all right. But there's just... It's just all right. It's just there. It's just a film that doesn't have a certain level of oomph or wow or amazingness to it. And that's what bugs me about it. I wanted to love this film so badly. And there were certain elements that were disappointing slash underwhelming. But more so than anything else, this film is just there. And I have so many mixed thoughts about it. I'll be thinking about this film until the, the I don't know, end of the year. Still trying to figure out what happened because the market was so solid, but it's just a case again of the market and selling you a really great film, but the film just not coming, you know, just not measuring up to the, the you know, the trailers, and that, that that sucks. Now I can already see that there's going to be people that really enjoy this film or just really dislike it, and I'm ready to fight any person who disagrees with my opinion because I've said my piece. And that's all I can do at the moment. But yeah, Suicide Squad is not a film that I'm not going to tell you to go out and see. Like I said with Batman vs Superman, go out and see it for yourself. You might have a different opinion than someone else's, and it's always good to form your own opinion before, like, you know, is it passing judgment on the film. Unless it's a film that really looks like crap from the beginning, then you can just steer clear. But yeah, Suicide Squad, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably go about 6 out of 10. But again, ratings aren't really my thing anymore. So I'll just say, give it a shot. You might like it. You might hate it. But at least you can say your side. That's me done. So, what did you guys think of Suicide Squad? If you've seen it, please be sure to give me a comment below. Or hit me up on that Twitter where I am, at Hypersonic55 or at Film Focus 55, or you can holler at my email where I am for hypersonic 55 at gmail.com and just let me know what you think about Suicide Squad, how it compares to Batman vs. Superman, and maybe even Batman the Killing Joke. And do you believe that Suicide Squad, because of the way it's turned out, gives you any less hope for the DC expanded universe going forward into 2017 or do you feel like this is just another glitch on the radar and they will course correct themselves next year love to hear your thoughts well that's me done for another episode of Film Focus thank you for listening to my ramblings and until the next time this is Dr. Sonic 5 signing out peace